But something that I've used as a kind of a, a key principle in my life, I'll call it, is always follow your interests. And if you always follow your interests, you will always arrive at the right destination all the time. I believe that through and through, that's what I've done with my whole life. That's what I started to do when I wanted to find my purpose and find my passions and become the best version of myself. It was, I was interested in writing, and so I kept writing. And it led me to where I am now. And if I didn't follow the interests, I wouldn't have left the stagnation that I was stuck in for the first, you know, 20 years of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put the spotlight on someone who in my eyes is living their most authentic life. Our guest today was born and raised in Rohnert Park, California. He's an author, writer, and photographer. His first book, Moment, Volume 1, To Whom It May Concern, first published in May of 2018, and I read it. It's fantastic. His next book, though, you deserve this shit. Get unstuck, find your path, and become the best version of yourself is out now by the time this podcast drops. He's a previous guest for episode 123 of Purpose in the Youth Podcast. For all the OG Bearded Man followers out there, today on the podcast, fellow bearded brother, Jordan. Tarver, oh, baby. man. I got the chills right now, man. You got it's the good, chills? You fired up? Be, it's good to be back in your presence. It's you know what? Back in your energy. It's a, it's a little different than uh than when we were in person in a studio, but yeah. Thank goodness for these platforms that are allowing me to do these remote podcasts, and uh, it's been really. It's I think when we were talking about doing this podcast months ago, you, you I, mm-hmm. like I I was so impressed. You're like, yeah, I got a book drop in like seven months. I'm like, wow, this guy is dialed in. He already is planning like way out, and uh, I know at the time I wasn't doing remote. And you were trying to figure out like, well, I need to kind of know flight dates and all this stuff. And I'm just so thankful that I ended up started getting into this remote stuff because it allows guests like you who don't live in California to just click on a link, do the podcast, click out, and you're already home. You're already where you live. So uh, yeah, it's been super efficient during the pandemic, but really stoked to uh, get into today's podcast with you today, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. And thank you for doing it um, online and making it work this way. I think- I was talking to my girlfriend um, yesterday and just like how cool it is that these platforms, like you're saying, how much it opens for you as a mm. podcaster and how many more people that you can interview and then also impact the people within their audience because you can, you know, get more people under your radar. So just happy that we can, yeah, happy game. that we can put this together. It's a game changer, my friend. So Thank you for sending me the PDF version of the book. I'm very much excited to have the physical copy. Can't wait oh, yeah. to actually like physically touch it and feel it. I've gone through about half the book. I've tried crushing through every like spare minute that I have some downtime. I'm like, I got to get through as much of this book as I can because I want to understand the context of this book and have uh, at least a conversation with some knowledge of like what mm-hmm. he was trying to write. As I'm reading this and as I've already read your first book, first book was great. This Thank second you. book is phenomenal. This is the book that I wish I had when I graduated college. It was the book that I would have needed that would have gave me the permission to actually lean into the uncomfortable ideas of chasing the chasing the podcast, driving Uber to pay the bills. This was the book that I needed. And I can tell just from your first book to this one, and I think the first book is definitely, you, you can't really compare them because they're mm-hmm. two completely separate intentions and 
Um, they're just two separate, but this one, when I'm reading it, I'm like, man, this guy was dialed in on what he wanted to say, how he wanted, like, you knew the grand picture before you even started really Mm -hmm. getting into it. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how does it feel that now the book, especially by the time this podcast comes out, how does that emotion feel to like be giving this to the world? You know, I've been talking with some friends lately about that kind of that same question. And it's like, I don't know if I feel excited, overwhelmed, nervous, <laughs> stoked, or everything all at the very same time. All the like, emotions brewing. Yeah. And it's like, I think at the end of the day, like, it feels just really liberating for me mm. because I feel I was put on this earth to use my voice in many different ways. And I think writing is obviously one way I can use my voice. And so to be able to exercise that purpose right now in a time where people need something like this makes me feel like I'm in my power. Mm. I really respect the, the process, the, like when I think about what it takes to write a a book, I have nothing but respect because it is literally something that you continuously chip away at for six, 12, 18, 24 months. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have a couple eyeballs that reread it, give you some feedback, but ultimately it's like, nobody really gets to see the final product until it's finalized. And like the amount of like thoughtfulness and like revisions and like, Oh, we could have gone, I could go this direction and that direction. Like you really to, to, from what I see outside looking in and as I'm reading this book, you just like trust your gut of like, this is what you want to say. This is how you're going to say it. And you just, you do it. And I think that's mm-hmm. like the most beautiful thing about writing. That's why I'm, I, I, I like the audio because I fire up record. There's no overthinking. You yeah. just gotta go. There's no going back. There's no re-edit. It's just, exactly what's coming top of mind but what was the what was the moment that kind of inspired you to start chipping away at this next book well first off i just want to say thank you for the compliments you've made so far i feel really grateful that you were one of the early people that could read this book um you're actually the first person outside of my like immediate family let's go to be be reading this so um yeah, just thank you for all the things you've said so far. Um, Honored. But I think, I mean, the book, it really just, it came from a place, like, I knew I wanted to write another book after my first one, because that one, like you said, it was more of a passion project. I was a re- very green writer at the time, and I knew yeah. I wanted to put out something very professional. Um, but it all kind of connects back to some experiences I had earlier in my life. Um, in 2013, I had a near death experience, a near death experience, um, and saw my life flash in front of my eyes as, uh, our car slid across a five, a five lane freeway in Orange County. Um, and that to this day is the single moment that really taught me how to live. And it really taught me to wake up and it taught me there's so much more to life than we think. Um, and it just inspired me to want to find that meeting and then help others find that meeting. Mm. And then also my soul searching backpacking trip in 2016 
was another moment that woke me up a little bit more. And so both those two moments, I really think caused like the want to put more words on a paper. Um, I think there were so many lessons I learned within those two experiences that I wanted other people to learn without having to go through those same things. And so ever since I've experienced those two things, I feel like I've dedicated myself to living a meaningful life, but also empowering other people to do the exact same thing, which is really the place that this book comes from is I want to give people and I deserve, or I, I believe people deserve to feel the same way I feel. And so I want to teach them the things that I have used in my own life that I've seen work wonders so they can use them in their life to see their life flourish. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how we have to go through these moments in our lives to find, to like wake up, to realize like this shit is going to end and you can either do one of two things. You can live an unapologetic life of doing everything that you've ever wanted to do with your life and not care or listen to how other people believe you should live your life. You choose to just live the life that you truly want to live, which is a scary, beautiful, amazing route that I believe both of us are on as we speak. Mm -hmm. Or you live a life of not doing the things you truly want to do, which to me, the destination, you crossing the finish line is you looking back and going, wow, I wish I could have, should have, didn't do this. I, sh- I didn't do this, but more so like I should have done this. Right. And so I th- it, what I'm trying to say is these moments where it's like these light bulb moments of the car accident, tra- backpacking, taking yourself out of the norm, taking yourself away from comfortability of being with friends and family. And like, you know, you had the apartment in Newport Beach, you're working at the restaurant, your life is good, you're making money, you, you know, you, maybe you're writing on the side, but to completely pull yourself out and to be uncomfortable is really going to be those moments that wake you and show you like, wow, like there's this other side of life that I never even thought I could get to. Let me like lean into this more and let me see where this could take me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like for me, when I left on that trip and when I went uh, backpacking by myself, that was obviously the first time I really put myself outside of my comfort zone. And that's, I feel like that was the real moment when I was like, okay, like a lot of life can happen when you exist outside your comfort zone and you leave your safe zone. There's like so much magic. There's so much magic in life, but you have to be willing to go find that magic. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of beauty out there, but you have to step up to the plate, swing the bat to actually get a taste of it. The, uh, the, there's three parts of this, of the title of the book though, you have get unstuck, find your path and become the best version of yourself. Really three, really strong little chunks right there. Get unstuck. How does one get unstuck? It's like, for me, I believe like the best way to get unstuck is to try something new, try something different, shake up your routine. Um, I think it's, I think Albert Einstein said doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is insanity, which is Mm -hmm. by far the fucking most accurate quote ever. Yeah. Showing up to the job that you hate doing it over and over and expecting something to change your life. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So it's like thinking outside the box, 
trying something new, uh, exploring a passion or, or trying to find a passion, exploring your purpose. Um, there's, there's things that you need to do with intention and you need to be aware that you are stuck. And I think what's important is if you are stuck, not beating yourself up for being stuck, but being grateful that you recognized you're stuck mm. because that is the first step of getting unstuck. And usually the recognizing you're stuck is the hardest part of the journey. Mm. The pivot. It's the moment that yeah. you, you're, you're driving down this path, you hit the brakes, you're like, whoa, where are we going? Exactly. You don't necessarily know what direction now to go, but the you acknowledging and being aware enough to realize this is not going to work in of itself is a massive, massive leap forward. And even, and even if the, the first pivot you make, it might not be the, the last pivot you make, but at least it gets you away from the place where you're feeling your lowest. Yeah. Right. So even if you're stuck and you want to make an attempt to change, uh, to cause a shift in your life, to create positive transformation, maybe you just need to take one step out of that path and then you can kind of open your vision up to what else is out there and you can make more pivots and then kind of refine your path more and more and more until you get to the path. Yeah. But I think what's important is it's breaking routine and breaking out of the, the ecosystem and the atmosphere that's holding you down. Yeah. So if, if you do, if you are aware enough to recognize this isn't working, you're stuck, but you acknowledge it. How does one gain the confidence to then make the next step going the opposite direction? I think what I've told people is you just got to try something new. You got to try something different. You got to try something um, that might feel a little challenging and be okay that it's challenging because I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of growth and challenge. Um, but something that I've used as a kind of a, a key principle in my life, I'll call it, is always follow your interests. And if you always follow your interest, you will always arrive at the right destination all the time. I believe that mm. through and through. That's what I've done with my whole life. Um, that's what I started to do when I wanted to find my purpose and find my passions and become the best version of myself. It was, I was interested in writing. And so I kept writing mm -hmm. and it led me to where I am now. And if mm -hmm. I didn't follow the interest, I wouldn't have left the stagnation that I was stuck in for the first, you know, 20 years of my life. Yeah. I think, uh, there was a part, I, I did get to this part It's probably right towards the end of how, how far I've gotten into the book, but, uh, Nicole, your girlfriend gives you a really great piece of advice when you are trying to get into like music making. And, uh, I feel like that in of itself is the advice that what, not only when you have the confidence to take that first step, but to remind yourself, uh, what was it? It was like, you're always, uh, the beginners that I can't remember. Yeah. It's, it's give yourself permission to be the beginner. Yes. Which is first off exciting news. Aside from this, when this podcast comes out, she's actually, actually going to be my fiance. So this is happening. She's not home right now, luckily. So I can say this on the mic, <laughs> but tomorrow it's going down so <laughs> oh this is a big gem on this podcast <laughs> yeah so that's where we're at now we can try to Let's reel the go. conversation back in <laughs> wow what a bomb right there let's go
go. So there's that. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> yes, Nicole, my girlfriend now, fiance tomorrow. <laughs> She's gonna love listening to this part. <laughs> She's gonna love this. Give me a Yeah, she told me I was struggling. I have always been a musician my whole life. I've disconnected from it for a while and kind of came back to the 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 desire to chase that craft. And I was buying different music equipment and building an at-home studio. And it just like felt so cool. And I started to do it. I was like, fuck, this is so hard. Like, <laughs> this is so fucking hard. It's like, another, it's another, it's like learning another language. Yes, it has been. And it's, yeah, it is. And she told me, she's like, you just got to give yourself permission to be the beginner. And that has stuck with me in any new thing I do. Um, and even like when I reach a different stage of my journey, cause now, even though I might feel exponentially more me and I've grown so much since like the, since we last spoke in our first podcast crazy years ago, crazy. even though I'm, I'm so much further along my journey, every time I reach a new phase or a new chapter, I'm now a beginner in that phase. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so it's important to be okay with being the beginner because you will always be a beginner in some aspect of your life. And being mm. the beginner in something just means you have the opportunity to grow. And I think that yeah. mindset shift for me was seeing that changing it from being like, oh, I'm a beginner, it's a negative, I'm less than people, switching that to being, oh, I'm a beginner, that means all I can go is north. All I can do is grow. There's so much, there's so much green there's so much yeah in front of me there's so much life in yeah. front of me being the beginner and i think that really helped me on my path in that moment but also now to this day i carry that with me notice how it's just all it is is just a perspective change and it completely it's, changes the way you view it it's crazy and it's i think people overthink that and it's like the perspective change is is like kind of cliche, but at the same time, it's like if you can just view it in a different angle, it will like literally change how it's you a approach. Choice. Exactly. It's a choice. We all have the choice of are we seeing something happening for us or are we seeing something happening to us? Mm -hmm. So just take that step and to try something new. You know, like the perfect example that I can think of it within my own life is like shifting from Purpose in the Youth podcast to It's the Beard Demand podcast was was leaving the old podcast and starting something new scary as shit yes did it feel like for was there a moment where i was like questioning that decision of like do i really just want to kind of leave this project behind and start something completely fresh i it like caught me off guard from me i'm like wow i'm literally about to shut this down to start something new but then it was like wow the beauty of this new project is I get to take all the lessons and learnings of the do's, the don'ts, the way I want to have conversations, the content that I enjoyed making the most in this project. And now I get to start fresh with something mm -hmm. new and it's a clean slate and it's a big, it's a new beginning. And it's like that in of itself is the beauty. Mm -hmm. It's new. It's fresh. There is nothing there. You can't do anything wrong when something is so new. Yeah. There's no boundaries. There's no processes that you put in place. There's no, old limiting Habits. beliefs or no it's, it's a clean slate clean can canvas for you to you know paint your new blueprint Let's yeah put it that way it's beautiful i mean the, the other thing about you which is which is really f amazing is like you have this writing passion 
you have the photography passion, you have this music passion, you just, you're wearing many of hats, which Mm -hmm. in of itself is not easy to do. How have you found that kind of giving yourself space? So like, obviously you spend some time writing and then you're giving yourself space because you're going to go shoot some photos and you're out in nature. And then you give yourself some space because you want to work on some music. Do you find that like kind of having other things to work on gives you enough space so that by the time you go back to that main thing, you feel refreshed, you feel mm-hmm. you're seeing things from a different lens. Like how, yeah. how is having all these creative passions helpful to you? Yeah, I think it's a, it, it, like you, you mentioned, it's a very good way to have another outlet. I think I could e- say if I was just a writer through and through, and that's all I ever did. I feel like for me personally, that sounds very exhausting. I don't, I just, I'm such a creative person. I'm such an artist that it feels restrictive to not give myself opportunities to create in other ways. Uh, And so I think having the different kind of outlets, I mean, self-expression is a huge thing for me. And so I love to express myself. And so having different ways to express myself, but also I can express myself through writing, photography, and music. And those are all, connecting with different types of people that connect with different types of mediums. Mm. Yeah, that's good, man. You gotta, you have to like assuming that you spending 10 hours a day on writing is going to help you publish the book three months earlier. doesn't work like that. Mm -mm. It's, it's totally just feeling the energy and like figuring out like truthfully, like what, what does that look like per day that, you know, like, four hours maximum writing and then I'm tapped out and everything else is going to be not of quality because we, we just assume that the more time we put into something at a, at a high level, it's usually the case. The more time you put in something, the faster you're going to get better. And yes, like you got to put in the reps, the 10,000 hours, but it's not like if I just stayed up for 10,000 hours straight and I'm immediately just going to be the greatest podcast of all time. Mm-hmm. I have to create that space to be able to, to think about, how did I approach that podcast? Did I like the questions that I asked? Like I have to create the space in order to reflect and learn and then go back into the work versus just banging out episode after episode and just assuming like they're all just going to be great, you know? Yeah, I, I love what you said about the reflection, creating the space for reflection mm-hmm. because literally if you don't reflect, you'll never pick up on areas that can make you grow in your craft, whatever mm-hmm. your craft may be. Um, and so I think that's a very important thing and anything you do in life is, yeah, making the space to reflect so you can grow in your journey at work, in your creative, you know, habits or your business. I think self-reflection and reflection on a project is key uh, to moving forward. And when I say moving forward, it's like moving to your next evolution, not just doing the same thing again and again and again and then not actually progressing. Um, so I think that's, I think you make a really good point there. What was the big, what was one of the biggest takeaways or lessons you had with your first book that you took with you going into this next one? Don't worry about putting anything out. I feel like, um, just if you like, I don't know, it gave me, it felt like it gave me permission to keep publishing things and keep putting my words out there with confidence and courage Mm. and realizing that even in the space I was in when I wrote that book and I was a green writer and I was new to the game, people were still very impacted by the 
things I wrote in that book. And to know I did that at such an early time in my career, it gave me validation that it's just always worth to put something out because there is always someone out there that needs your help. There's always Mm -hmm. someone out there that needs to listen to your podcast because there's a lesson or an interview that's going to resonate with them and possibly change their life. And so keeping that stuff Mm -hmm. in for both you, myself, other creative people, it feels like a disservice to not only the creator, but the person that might resonate with that. And so after I put out my first book, I was, it just kind of gave me like the permission to keep going in a way. And it gave me Mm, that real, that, that realization that, yeah, there's just always someone out there that needs what you have to teach. Yeah. You've, you've already taken that first leap of doing one book then now there's no, <laughs> there's no questioning. Like, should I do it again? It's just a matter of like, all right, what's the next, su- what's the next subject? What's the next angle? Like yeah. once, once you can do that first rep, then it's just a continuous process of putting in as many reps as possible. And like you're saying about self-reflection, it's like, I've read that book many times and I would do it, you know, a hundred times differently now, Mm. but obviously I'm not going to go back and redo it. It's like, okay, I'm going to learn all those lessons. And then on this next one, I'm going to implement them. And so they're able to grow and become more and more refined uh, as we move through the creative work. Yeah. Your best work is never going to be the first one. It's, it's always going to be an evolution. Like Mm -hmm. I would cringe if I went back and listened to my first podcast. I think it was good for the, for at that time, I think I did a great job for but sure. For where I am now, obviously the, you can't compare because it's just, this is somebody with one hour of podcasting under his belt to somebody now that's over 500. It's yeah. two completely different worlds. So no matter what you, you are doing the right thing. If you're always looking back on your work and going, I should have, could have done this. But at the moment in time, especially when you're finalizing this book, you're, you, you've probably reread it multiple times. You've gotten all these revisions and feedback and you're just like, I'm confident with this. At some point, you have to just accept it for what it is and say, time to send it, put it out there to the world. Let's get some feedback. Let's get this on the New York Times bestseller and let's keep it moving because yep. the re-edit phase, the changing the word, this, that, the third, at some point, it's like, you're just running in circles. Like, I it's, was it's not gonna, it's not gonna, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet, right? It's, I mean, dude, I can only imagine. Yeah, it's, it was, I called it the edit loop. It was, there was always something I could find that I would want to change. And I went through several revisions and several different interior designs of the pages. And I'm a perfectionist, which can also be a very toxic thing at times. And it was becoming like, kind of like too much. And I was like, it is what it is right now. It's done. Let's go. And then I made a point to be, I made a point to choose a release date and just stick to it no matter what. And that's kind of, how it motivated me to oh, wrap, wrap it up. That's the best way to reverse engineer. Yeah. Put a date out there on the calendar. Once it's locked in, it's like, you better start making some decisions, my friend. Yeah. And it, kicked no, my, it, no time. It, it kicked my ass and kicked me in the gear. I was picked June 9th and I was like, Whoa, all right, let's go. It's time <laughs> to wrap this thing up. Because if you don't have that date, you can be like, Oh, like take a couple of days off. I'll re- review that chapter again one more time just to make sure it's all good. Yeah. But if you have that date, you're like, well, okay, we got to move on next, next, next. So, yeah, that's great. You got to reverse engineer it. Um, we kind of already went under, I think, find your path, which really is what we've talked about already. Like 
you have to be willing to be aware enough to understand getting unstuck, but then be willing to throw yourself out there and to try things and see mm-hmm. what sticks and, and to keep doing that. But the, the best, the best version of yourself aspect I had read, uh, I forget what page it was on, but there was a part in the book where I think you had said through, uh, man, I'm losing the quote. You're good. Take your time. No, you're right. This is what it was. It was, uh, through my own struggles, I discovered a handful of ideas, qualities, and tools that continue to help me every day in my own pursuit of living my best life. How, so how do you ensure that every day you are taking steps in the right direction to help Jordan Tarver become the best version of himself? It's actually, it's funny that you asked this question because I came up with a system so I do my I do my routine every day and all the stuff I kind of work through and, and that kind of keeps me on my path of kind of chipping away at becoming a better person every single day. But I came up with a system called uh, the boxes of fulfillment. Mm. And so the system is making sure you check off your boxes of fulfillment or it could be anything, your boxes of becoming a better person. You can kind of change the name. But for me, for example, my boxes of fulfillment are waking up early, exercising, journaling, meditating, and doing something creative in, uh, in the morning. Mm. And if I can check those five things off, I, one, know I've had a powerful day at the end of the day because I did things that matter to me. I did things that make me happy and bring me joy. And I feel like when you're living in that place of fulfillment and joy and you're exploring more things in life and you feel in your power, those things make me feel my power. They make me feel in control. Um, I feel like you become a better person just naturally because mm. you're filling your life with positivity. You're filling your life with like validation that you belong and the validation that you're in the right place at the right time. And so kind of just those little small things, they stack up before you know it. And if you do 100%. them often, um, that has helped me a t- like a ton. Um, And it's given me a sense of direction and a sense of feel. Yeah. Just not feeling so scattered. Like just like really just like in a path, Mm -hmm. like it just keeps me in my lane. Yeah. Not saying it doesn't let me leave my lane and try something new, but just keeps me like, you know, on my journey trying to become a better person. Yeah. Boxes of fulfillment. I love that. I very much operate in that same space where it's like, yeah, I, I have those daily routines that I need to check off. And I understand that there's going to be days where I feel like I had a monster of a day. Like there have been days in the past where I have two podcasts lined up by the end of the day. I'm just like, man, we crushed it. We got through two podcasts. Like this is great. Living on a high life, did my whole morning routine. I'm dialed in. And then the next day I'll have done all my morning routines, but I had no podcast lined up. I didn't necessarily have any pressing work to prep for, for the podcast. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, damn, like I didn't do shit today. Like, I, I, like what are you doing, bro? Like you gotta be working every mm-hmm. single day. But I've recognized that as long as, as long as over the long term that I can say that I committed myself every single day to doing the things to help me get a little bit better every day. 1%. It's not 1%. these it's not these massive leaps in strides. Like we see the success. We see the, the person on the billboard. We see the New York times bestseller. We see the top podcast in the world. We see the, the entrepreneur that exits for a billion dollars. 
But what we don't see is their decision-making every single day to make small choices that stack up over that long period of time. And uh, I think that's really what it comes down to. You write, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's to probably how you got this book finalized is you chipped away every single day writing a little bit, maybe a page a day, maybe two pages, maybe some days you didn't write shit, but you consistently showed up over that period of time, yeah. which then at the end you had the final product. Yeah, my goal with the book was 500 words at minimum every day, Monday through Friday. Wow, how much um, is that? What does that average out? Like a page, double spaced or? In uh, like a, a book, like printed book form, on average a page is about 300 words. So about a page and a, a half, I guess. So that was um, that was the, every day. That's That was the daily there. goal. Some days it would be, you know, longer and some days I would have to push myself to hit that 500 because I wasn't feeling it. But wow. doing that every day, like you said, 500 words doesn't take too much time to write. But if I do that every single day for six months, I have a complete book. And so oh it's, it's, it's breaking it down to that more fractional way to complete a goal and making yeah. it seem like you're not writing a book, but you're writing 500 words every single day. Oh, it's that perspective beautiful. shift. And so if that's, that's with anything, personal growth, like you said, 1% every day. It's not, yeah. I'm not out here trying to make headline breaking news that I became a better person. <laughs> I'm just trying to wake up tomorrow and understand that I feel like I made an intention to stride further in my journey, no matter how far that stride was, but that, that intention was there. And I feel like I achieved at becoming in some capacity, a better person in life. Mm. So when you're, when you're in that, that process, that flow of six months, Monday through Friday, you're writing minimum 500 words a day. Are you also putting a boundary, like two hours, you have two hours to get through this and that's yeah. it. An hour to two hour. I kind of know as I began or as I continued writing the book, I was becoming more familiar with when my kind of brain power would hit the the tipping point and kind of go on the back end. And, and I could tell when things felt like they weren't as intentional or the, the power wasn't there and the passion wasn't there. And it's better to just stop and not keep going. But what I would do when I came back the next day, I would reread what I wrote the day before just to kind of get back in my state of flow and that state of thought mm. and kind of make sure everything ended how I wanted to, um, that kind of self-reflection thing to make sure I can carry that forward. Mm. And the, in the book, there's a quote you say, um, it was in the middle of a sentence and I just pulled it. Cause I'm like, this is, they need to put this on a billboard so that everyone can hear it <laughs> there. There's always more work to do. There's always more work to do. Always. How important is shifting our perspective from thinking there is this magical destination that we just need to get to tomorrow or next week and shifting into instead, this is just a never ending beautiful journey into the unknown of wherever it's taking us. Well, I think there's like, when you look at it, there's more work to do. It might sound like a negative connotation at first, right? Totally. Like, oh, fuck, totally. I gotta do more work. I gotta get but, back to I gotta get back to the grind. That's what it's it, it sounds like. Exactly. Totally. But uh, and you you said it right, like destination. My thing is your journey of self-discovery, your your path of becoming a better person, there is no end. There's no end to that. Because you can always become a better person in some capacity. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so when there's more work to do, the way I look at that is that's exciting. I have mm-hmm. an opportunity to go find more. I have an opportunity to seek more, to add more value to my life, to other people's lives. I have endless opportunity to live my purpose more. I have endless opportunity to step into my power more. I just have to do the work to do it. Yeah. And I, I know how that feels. I know how I feel when I feel like I'm more in my power. I know how I feel when I feel like I'm living my purpose more than the day before. And that makes me feel fucking good. Like mm. that makes me fired up and it makes me feel like I'm thriving and that I'm not just thriving in my life, but I'm there for other people, friends, family, people I'm meeting in the flesh. And so, yeah, it's not a bad thing that there's more work. It's a good thing. You have an opportunity. It's a gift that you're here first off at all that you have an opportunity to wake up and breathe, but it's also a gift that you have the opportunity to seek more meaning in your life at all times. Yeah, because the problem is if you get to this destination and that's it, then where do you go from there? You got to find the next thing. You have to find yeah. something that like you have to, you want something to, they're, they're, you always want the passion or your purpose to be that work in progress because it's allowing you to do this for your entire life. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's the biggest shift is when you go from, and I'm sure you felt this similar is like when you're starting off in your writing career, I'm starting off on my podcast career. I feel like I have nothing but to prove to the world of what I'm capable of doing. And so mm-hmm. you're just grinding and you're hustling. And this is like when I went through like this whole burnout phase in my life where it's just like work, 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 because I have all these ideas and I need to prove, I need to prove nobody's like understands what I'm seeing similar to you as a writer. Nobody understands what you're visioning as, as what your pieces can come out to be like. And then there's a shift at some point after you've done the work long enough that you're not worried about showcasing, like you said, making breaking news, headlining news. You're not worried about that anymore because you look behind you and you have all of this credibility of you showing up, whether it's blog posts, whether it's the first book, whether it's endless amounts of pieces that you've written, you've done the work. Mm -hmm. Now it's just about you enjoying the ride of where else is this taking you? And that shift alone allows you to be like you're saying you're you're more you're more present in life you're you're more looking at the day as an opportunity you're not worried about tomorrow or the next day like when i woke up this morning i had a couple i had three things i was excited for and this was one of them i'm gonna have a great podcast with jordan that's all i need to worry about i'm not worried about the podcast next week i'm not worried about the prepping i need to do next week i'm worried about just focusing on this podcast and tomorrow i'll figure out what else i gotta worry about Mm -hmm. but all this to say when you can shift Worrying about trying to prove to the world what you're capable of doing and actually just be in the work, be in the flow. It's a beautiful thing because it allows you to enjoy the ride more and then also understand there is always more work to be done. It's Mm -hmm. always going to be that work in process, work in progress. But I think it's just, I've even noticeably have felt in the last couple months where I'm like, I'm not worried about how quick I get to the destination. I know the studio with the lights and the multiple and the producers and the cameras, all that shit's coming. It's unquestionable. It's undeniable. It's already happening. I just need to enjoy the ride of getting there because I don't want to be miserable walking into that studio. I'm like, wow, I just right. was pissed off for three years trying to get here. You're it's going to happen. Enjoy it. exactly. no. So now it's about just enjoying that ride of getting there. Well, and it's like, 
if you truly love the thing you're doing, and that's why I'm so big about following your interests, because you can be more present within that thing. Because if you truly, truly, truly love what you're doing, like you love podcasting, you don't have to be fixated on the future. You don't have to be fixated on the result because you're so present in the opportunity to be doing it right now. And that's all that matters. And that's why I think Mm -hmm. it's so important to follow your interests so you can be in that presence. And so you can enjoy everything that comes with the journey of whatever you may be doing and not just be so fixated on the result you want in 10 years. Totally. How do you, how have you gone about jumpstarting yourself though? You know, there's going to be days where you wake up super Mm -hmm. inspired. You're like, I, I can't even type as fast as the thoughts brewing in my mind right now to then the days where you're just like, I don't even know where to start. Like I, I, I can't even get three words out. So I agree with you. Like you need to find ways to enjoy the thing that you do. But I think there's definitely some days where maybe you're not in the mood for it or mm-hmm. the motivation's not there. The juice isn't flowing. How have you created that momentum within you? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're totally right. I had a lot of those days when I was writing the book and I've ha- even had them a lot recently. And that's kind of where I came up with the boxes of fulfillment, making sure I'm doing the things that make me feel happy in the morning just to get me going. But if I'm stepping into a craft and I'm like, fuck, like nothing's connecting Nothing's coming through me right now that I can create. Um, I think taking a break is actually a healthy thing to do if you need the break. I feel like stepping away is actually a healthy thing to do. But the problem is most people are afraid to take a break because they're worried they're going to fall behind. However, if they don't take the break, they may never progress because they're going to get stuck and keep hitting their head against the wall. So my advice is just step away do something different, whatever that may be in your life. Don't try to keep hitting your head against the wall because you're not going to go anywhere. This is why when the weekends come, I crank up the heat, I send it, <laughs> I live life, and I enjoy myself because, Jordan, when Monday morning comes, not only does my body need the break from all the bad decision-making, but I'm so motivated to get back into the workflow because yeah. I just created this space where I'm not thinking about work, I'm living life. I'm enjoying myself. I'm living new experiences. I'm out just enjoying life as it comes into me. But then right when money hits, I'm like, oh, baby, I cannot wait to get into the solo pod this morning. Like I record Dude, solo I pods on Monday. And so I, it's creating that space though. It's creating that space so that when I do come back to the work, I feel very fortunate that I found a rhythm mm-hmm. of creating space so that when I when it's time to do the work, there isn't a hesitation. There isn't me overthinking. There is no like, fuck, I don't know what to write about. I don't know where to take this right now. It's just like, it's go time. And and I think that is too, I'm thinking ahead of time of like, I'm I'm planting seeds in my mind about, you know, next topics I want to talk about for a solo pod, next guests I want to talk about, what I want to talk with Jordan. I'm thinking about this ahead of time and I'm, I'm not like putting too much work into it, but I've definitely... I think it through mm-hmm. a little bit before it's time to put in the workflow of getting things ready. But I feel very fortunate that I figured, and that's been through repetition. It hasn't always been like that. I've right. had many of times where I'm looking at a blank piece of paper for an hour plus, and I'm like, I'm literally wasting my time. <laughs> like, shut the laptop, move on to something else. But I, I feel very fortunate that I found that rhythm of what creating space looks like for me so that when I do sit down to do the damn work, I'm cooking with gas, baby. <laughs> I'm ready to That's roll. the best way to do it. I'm, and like- I'm sure you you were possibly the same way in the past, but I know I was. I would, you know, 
I would want to work on some sort of project every single day because it made me feel like I was making some bigger progress in my journey. And so like oh. I would, even on the weekends, you know, Saturday, Sunday, I'd like go to coffee shops and like try to put something out and like put some like words on paper or like make some music or take photos. But it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't allowing me to have the disconnect that I needed to feel so excited when it came around again. And I think when we moved yeah. here to Washington, um, in November, because there's so much new stuff out here for us to see, because frankly, I've never been to Washington before I moved here. Um, wow. and so everything the lease and just went the first time I came to Washington was to sign the lease. And Unbelievable. so, yeah, we just, I just kind of, I just felt right from the beginning. And ever since moving here, there's so much new stuff to do that, I don't want to be in my house on the weekend. I want to go and experience this new area. I want to go hiking. I want to spend time in the city. And it's actually making me realize that that two-day disconnect is making me more excited for my week. And when Mm. I compare my life now to when I was living in LA, I am exponentially more excited for the weekdays than I've ever been in my entire life. And the small thing that has changed is that I've given myself freedom to live and enjoy life on the weekends more rather than thinking I need to be in my house creating something or, or working on a project. It's, it's really oh, interesting. Oh, that's beautiful, man. And it's just a that simple reset, switch. And I know? Ta- yeah, that, that reset, I know we were talking about before we fired up the podcast, but like to move to the city, to move to a different city, or like me, I just moved to a different part of the city, like taking doing those resets when it might feel like, like why, okay, outside looking, it's like Jordan Tarver, he's got a, Great spot in LA. He's from Southern California. I think is Rona Park from is Southern California technically? Nor- NorCal. But I've okay. been in Southern I was in Southern California since uh 2012. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Jordan's been in SoCal for almost a decade. He's got an apartment. He's working remote. He lives with his girlfriend. Like, why, why would he want to leave? Why leave? Why if it's if it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't <laughs> fix it, right? But yeah. you have to you have to switch things up. You have to spice things up in your life in order to really see like what else is out there, get inspiration. The, to quote a a um a great writer uh by the name of Ego's Enemy. I'm blanking. Um oh my god, the sure. book is right over here. Ego is the enemy. Um Oh my God, this is going to kill me. Are you looking up? Type in Ryan Holiday. Yeah, Ryan Holiday. Come on. (laughs) Bearded man. Don't disrespect the man. He tweeted this out the other uh, couple weeks ago, and I love this. He said uh, it was like three bullets of how to not get creative block. And the last one was live an interesting life. Hmm. And I was like, man, he's pretty much telling me to keep sending it and having fun. (laughs) Because by living an interesting life, by by taking yourself out of LA and moving up to Washington and, and being in a new environment, that's adding a new everything to it change like, like everything. everything I see. It's like, Oh wow. I've never seen this before. Or I've never done this or I've never, there's just so much. It's like so stimulating to be here. And like, it's very like overstimulating the best way possible. Yeah. And it's, I think it's feeding my life with so much excitement and energy because everything is fresh and new and everything is. Yeah. Just unfamiliar in the best way possible. Here's the biggest question. Did you bring the van with you? The van is here. Oh, man. I'm taking it out next weekend. Oh, man. Yes. We have, uh, let's see, a, a trip planned pretty much every month until September. And we're doing a two-week road trip to 
Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho in August. Wow. Yeah. So Good we, for you, man. We we put a lot on the schedule because there's so much to do out here when it comes to camping in the outdoors. And yeah. it's overwhelming in the best way possible. And so we're just we're just going for it and just trying to do as much as we can this summer. Wow. When you go out on these trips, these camping trips, you just pretty much try to just disconnect from the internet when when you can and just like be with yeah. one with the nature. Pretty much. We'll like we'll, we'll still use like our phones to take videos and photos and stuff, but yeah, the content. We're, we're pretty offline. But yeah, it's, it's nice to have, have stuff to look back on. Yeah. Look back on, but big content guy too. You know, oh, yeah. you gotta, oh, you gotta yeah. be ready to drop some, <laughs> drop some heat. Drop some heaters. <laughs> um, I think one of the most important, I, I know we're kind of bouncing around, but this is just no, all good. I think one of the most important lines that I've read in the book was this. Your potential is the permission you give yourself to achieve success through your passion while being able to spread your purpose through offering value to the world. What's the difference between passion and purpose and how do you find it? Passion is the the craft. Passion is, for me, passion is using my voice, but it's like writing. That's my passion. Music is my passion. Photography is my passion. My purpose is like the message I want to send through my passions. Mm. So like my purpose is to heal people with my creativity, right? And so everything I put out is to help people improve their lives, feel emotions they've never felt, and live a more meaningful life. And I try to send that purpose through all of my passions. So anything I do in my life that I'm passionate about, I try to make sure that my purpose is coming through that. So it's there's an intention to what I do, and my purpose helps me it's that it's that guiding thing that's like okay you're doing this but why it's the yeah. why i'm doing it because i want to heal people i want to help people i want to make people feel more in power in their own life i want to make people have an opportunity to improve from wherever they're at if they're feeling like they need to improve yeah to full to full circle what we were just talking about i feel like i just had a light bulb moment of your passion is the vehicle that you're in Mm-hmm. the purpose is the never ending destination. It's never good. You're never just going to great hit way it. to say it. You're never going to hit it. it. You're always going to be chasing the sunset. The vehicle is the thing that you can do every single day that you control. But that, that ultimate purpose is never, you're never going to hit it. It's always going to be that work in progress. Yeah. It's your North star. That's how I kind of yeah. look at it. It's like, it's the why. So why do you do something? It's because this is, this is why, you know, and that's why I think yeah. it's so important to find your purpose or do work around finding it. Although it may take some time, but once you have it and once you got it, it makes decisions. It makes, uh, helps you put a certain intention behind something. It just makes it easier to like go in a way, if that makes yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, it is. Uh, it'll already be out by now by the time this podcast rolls out but the the next solo pod i have coming out next week is about finding your true north Mm. and um i like when i think about the version of myself like i said when i was reading this book uh, like to me this book is literally what i needed when i was graduating college 
when I think about that mindset and that version of myself then of just so unsure of what he needed to do with his life, where to go, what the medium was like to where I am now, where it's like, I recognize it and I acknowledge it almost every single day. Like how, and I type and I write about it in my gratitude journal every day, how fortunate I feel that every day I wake up with the passion and the purpose. Mm -hmm. I know my passion is people through the podcast medium. And this is something I will continue to put reps in for a long, long time. And I feel very fortunate that I know that the reason I do this is to help people reach their inner potential. That same version of myself who was trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his life, what his passion was. I'm still creating for that younger version of myself, but just, just having an understanding of the true North allows us to be in such a different flow of life where there's a lot of other things that can pull you in different directions, but you're going to assess, does it actually come back to my true North? You know, mm-hmm. like I'll give you a great example right now. The bearded man's throwing freaking hook shots in the dating scene of LA. And when shit doesn't hit, it doesn't matter. You know why Jordan? Because I'm so focused on this never ending journey of what I really need to do. And so I keep marching to the beat of my own drum. I keep staying focused on this path, but I can, there was a time in my life where I would send these Hail Marys and then I'm like, you know, I'm attached trying to chase this person, trying to chase Mm -hmm. that person. But when you can find, and that's, it doesn't have to do with dating. It could be a magnitude of other things that are happening in your life. When you can take the time to do the deep work, to have the stillness, to put in the reps, to follow the interest and to really give yourself the space to try these things out. It just sets you up for an incredible life because you wake up every single day with a sense of what you're supposed to be doing and when. Not to say that you need to do it every single day. I don't podcast every day. You don't write every day. It's that's right. fine. It's like we talked about, you need that space. But just knowing and having an idea of what we think we should be doing in of itself is one of the biggest wins we could ever look for within our own individual lives. Yeah, it's I think one word that would sum it up is that it's comforting. Yes. Like it's very comforting knowing that I can wake up every day knowing that I understand why I'm here. Yeah. It's very comforting and it makes me feel, yeah, comfortable in the best way possible. Yeah. Still has a lot of fuel in them to do the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Comfortable knowing I know what I'm supposed to be doing and when, and I know the path I'm supposed to be going. Yeah. Not comfortable in the sense that, okay, I'm going to sit back and chill because I got it figured out. I got to chill once in a while. (laughs) But not not all the the time. But (laughs) no, just comfortable that like it just feels at ease. Puts me at ease yeah. knowing that I can wake up and I'm sure it makes you feel the same way that you can wake up. Oh yeah. Knowing that this is why you're here and it gives you so much direction in your life. Yeah, it's it's truly beautiful. The book itself, I believe, is two hundred page or two hundred and ten pages in total. Maybe it'll be a page or two shorter when it comes yeah. out, whatever. Something or it's gonna be around two hundred ten. And one sentence, what do you hope is a takeaway for people? That you should always feel like you have the opportunity to become the person you deserve to become. Simple as that. You deserve the opportunity to become the person you're supposed to become. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful, man. It's powerful. It's it's stories like yours and it's conversations like this that I think, and I, I um, once again, I can think back to when I was like trying to figure out my own shit 
it was conversations like these that gave me the green light that gave me the the belief that I could actually do these things that might not be the normal path. Mm-hmm. But I'm listening to all these top podcasters with these great interviews. And I'm like, these guys took a risk. These guys believed in themselves. These guys had hurdles that they had overcome. Mm-hmm. If they've done it, why can't I do it? We, yeah, all have, like, we all have that permission though. And I think that's like what I kind of want a lot of my work to like show people. Like I'm a, I'm a normal person, you know, like I had my struggles. I have my struggles. I was very unconfident my whole life. I was very not in line with my purpose. I didn't know what the fuck was going on for a long time. I didn't feel like I was very strong in social situations and, I decided that I wanted to make a change and that now I feel like I'm living. So in my purpose, I want to put work out to show people that they have the same opportunity that I did. Um, because Mm. at the end of the day, we are all people. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, why should everyone pick up a journal and start writing today? It's the best way to learn about yourself. Hands down. It's the easiest way to become aware of the things happening internally and externally. It's therapeutic. Um, It's just a nice place to put your thoughts. I think for me, keeping my my thoughts in is very harmful, especially if I'm having like a, a negative talk in my head or negative chatter. Like processing it in my head is never going to help. I need to, I need to dump it somewhere. You know, I need to get it out. Um, and so I think journaling is just a, it's a good escape. It's a good place to, yeah, just become more aware of life in general, but also you as a person um, and just learn more about who you are and who you want to become. And I think it's been a practice that I've relied on heavily for the past six or seven years. Um, and that's why I include it so much in my work because I've seen it do so much wonders in my life and I think it can help mm-hmm. a lot of people. What's the advice you'd give to people though that are like, okay, Jordan, I got a journal, I got a pen. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? How do I do this thing? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple, couple different ways that I recommend. Um, I mean, gratitude journaling, I think is a great place to start. And like, mm-hmm. that's just a great type of journaling. Because one, it helps you be more grateful. And I think that's very important in life. But it's also not like a hard journal prompt. Um, It's not a hard thing to write about. Um, Whereas if you're getting a a big uh, introspective question on how you feel about a certain thing in life, it might be kind of difficult in the beginning. But if you can simply just write down three things that you're thankful for today, just to start, I think that is a great place for people that might be afraid of actually writing and thinking that it's challenging. What are you thankful for? Are you thankful for the fact that you got to have a cup of coffee this morning? Are you thankful for that you have a job? Are you thankful for the food in your fridge? It doesn't need to be profound, but it's recognizing those small things will start to teach you of all the great things around your life. And then you'll start to see what you're actually thankful for. And that's going to teach you more about like what you value. Yeah. Yeah. The gratitude journaling has been such a game changer because then it you stop huge. you stop worrying about needing the car, needing like the 
the any everything that you don't actually need to be happy, you stop looking for this these like spikes in your life, like going to a concert, going to the bar, going out to dinner. Like you don't need that to be happy. You recognize that you can be happy just being here and the small things in your day that, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I preach it. I talk about it so much, but one of the best changes I made, even since October last year was doing a gratitude journal every single day. And it just sets the greatest intention for the day ahead. Yeah. I think it just makes you content with what you have right now. Yeah. And you're not looking for that concert, like you said, or that the car, it just makes you thankful and, and happy for the things that, you know, I'm in my studio right now. Like I'm just looking around like, damn, this is fucking awesome. Like <laughs> I don't need, I don't, I have the things that make me happy and I'm, I'm thankful for my keyboard because it let me write my book. You know, it's those little yeah. things. Yeah. I think, uh, watching the documentary, the minimalist also changed my perspective mm-hmm. of like less is more. Mm-hmm. I don't need all this sh- extra shit. I just need the bare minimum to execute at what I need to do. And if I have the bare minimum, I'm not going to look for more, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that even changed uh, my perspective of just looking at uh, just the things that I have in yeah. my life. Um, February 23rd, I'd scroll down your IG. You had a post that said, I think you had written out a sticky note. It says, the more you fail, the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you grow. What's been one of the biggest failures or setbacks that you have faced in your life and how did it help you grow? Hmm, That's a good question. I feel like, oh man. I think just, uh, there's a lot of things that I feel like small little failures in the process of doing this book that have occurred. Mm. And I think they've all in themselves have taught me so many lessons that are applicable, not only in the sense of putting something out and marketing a product, but just being okay when things go wrong and being okay when you fall up, you fall short of your expectations. Um, Mm. So I I can't pinpoint like one big failure I had, but I think Mm. I've had a lot of moments in my creative career and in my just personal life where it's like just these little like, where I don't meet the expectation or something happened a little bit differently where I'm just not very happy with it. But instead of like looking at them like, oh fuck, like that, I fucked that up. Like, oh, like, you know, just like, instead of looking at it with that attitude, like there's a lesson in every failure. Um, failure is our greatest teacher. And I think that's another perspective shift that needs to happen uh, mm-hmm. in the journey of becoming the best version of yourself. And so, yeah, the more you fail, the more lessons you're taught. And when you're taught Amen. more lessons, the more you learn and the more you grow. And the more so, it's setting you up for a greater success in the future. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I did a podcast with the uh, the founder of uh, Liquid IV a couple weeks ago. And he, this mm-hmm. line he said, I, I'm like, man, this is gold. He said, I was talking to him about failures. And he said that, Every decision is either a winning decision or it's a learning opportunity. And it's just like what you just said. It's like, I either made the right decision and everything worked out or, okay, it didn't work. What do we learn? How does it set us up for future success? Yeah. Move forward. Not we failed. We screwed up. Oh man, we got to quit. Shouldn't be doing this. Nope. What did we learn? How do we move forward? What did we learn? How do we move forward? We made a winning decision. Great. Keep moving forward. Yeah, I think Will Smith, um, his philosophy is, 
fail early, fail often and fail forward. Yeah. And that was like a big thing for me when I was writing the book and like, kind of like maybe being afraid or holding back a little bit or like not thinking I was deserving of doing this was that whatever happens good or bad, it's all going to push me in the right direction. Yeah. That's beautiful. What, uh, what's a question in your life you're trying to answer right now? Is there anything else out there that brings me joy that I haven't tapped into yet? Mm. I just feel like I'm, I'm constantly on the quest of finding more things I'm interested in more things that mm. I can. Yeah. Find fulfillment through. Interesting conversation I had with my roommate last night was like, at some point you recognize there's only so much time in a day, in a week, in a month, in our lifetimes that you have to be very selective of where do you spend your time. Mm-hmm. You can't become the expert at every single possible thing. I do love that idea though, like always being open to what other things bring me happiness, but also to recognizing like at some point, either something might run its course and maybe it's time to pivot and find something else, or it's doing like what you do. You have, you have these multiple passions that all bring you equal value. Um, and then just being aware enough of like, am I putting enough energy into all of them? If yes, do I still have spare time? Cool. Let's go find something else. Or am I lacking and not putting enough in the music? So now I should be spending that extra time there, you know? Um, Yeah. I think, I think when I, when I, think about that question about like what else is out there that brings me joy. I think what I'm really looking for are things that I don't want to do as a career opportunity. What are things out there in life that are done for pure joy and joy only? Because as a creative and as an artist, it's really easy to turn everything you create and do into something that you can monetize. And so there's a mm-hmm. fine line about there's a fine line of doing something just to do it and not doing something to eventually turn it into a business idea, if you will. Totally. Um, so I think, think I'm on a quest of finding things that I, I can do for pure enjoyment. Which I think you're already doing it. Yeah. Right? Writing. Yeah. The books. Like, you're like, yes, there is a monetizing part of this, but you wouldn't have gotten to this point of writing True. a book if you weren't enjoying that entire process of getting to it. Or the photography. Like, I would, I would argue that you're already in that. You're already taking strides and doing the things that you would continue. The, this is what I was trying to say before, or I was about to say is you have to ask yourself, would I continue to be doing the thing I'm doing right now, even if I couldn't make money doing it for the rest of my life? Yes. If yes, <laughs> you know you're on the right path. And then the second part of it is that I've, and I'm sure you've heard this one, don't chase the money, let the money chase you. How do you get the money to chase you? By doing the damn thing that you love to do, that you get really good at because you're doing it for the right reasons that you would do, even if you made no money doing it. And then the money comes knocking your door. The best, the, the, the 32nd gem of this entire podcast is what I'm about to say, not because I have wisdom, but the beauty of this, this conversation, Jordan, is that it's 2021 right now. Fast forward, I don't know, three, five, eight, pick a number. It doesn't matter to me. We're going to be able to look back on this clip. You're going to be living full-time as a writer, multiple books out, couple on the fucking New York Times bestseller. I'm going to be doing podcasting full-time. I'm going to have a studio. 
it's going to be incredible. And we're going to look back and go, wow, like we're <laughs> these young bucks, like trying to figure it out, like, you know, doing what we love, but also like really super curious of like, we can monetize and make it a living that's going to happen. Yeah. And so I, I just think it's, we're both in a great position of just like in that flow, doing what we're supposed to be doing, not doing, we're doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the money is going to come chasing us to the mountaintops, my friend. <laughs> Calling it right now. Love it. Love it. Calling Love it right it. now. Um, we're going to get into quick cues as we kind of wrap up, uh, as we wrap up the podcast. What uh, what daily routines help you? I know we kind of touched on this, but I, yeah. I try to give like, these are just quick fire for people. What daily routines help you operate at your highest level? 45 minutes to an hour of exercise in the morning. 10 to 15 minute meditation, five minutes of journaling. Game changer. Three, three simple things, less than two hours. Love that. Love that. I'm all for it and I do all three. So love that. If you had to tell yourself one motto every morning, what would it be? Well, right now it changes, I think. Right now on my wall, it says you can't rush greatness. Ooh. So that's what I've been telling myself for the last couple of weeks you can't rush greatness that's great literally <laughs> that's that's truly great i love that if you could gift one lesson to the world what would it be follow your interests you know why because you deserve this shit <laughs> exactly you deserve this shit <laughs> you follow your interests i didn't mean to steal your fire but i just i felt no. it. it was coming um What's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? Community. I mm. think moving up here, I have, I have a lack of in-person community right now. Um, and that's something that I've been talking about lately that I want to focus on more in the next you know, coming months. Mm. In-person community. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely one of the harder parts about moving to a new city, as yeah. I would imagine. And it's a weird time to meet new people. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I mean, luckily, I think we're getting to see the light at the end of the tunnel pretty soon, yeah. but definitely understanding of uh, not ideal for. Yeah, work. but I think just like, I think community is something that I definitely want to, you know, focus more of my efforts into. Yeah, I love that. What's uh, the first step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? Stepping outside your comfort zone. Easy. It might be scary, but it's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Just do the damn thing, ladies and gentlemen. As we uh, as we wrap up this podcast, I always allow the guests to put a challenge out there to the listeners. If they've gotten through the past 70 minutes of the podcast, they're still with us right now. What is one challenge that you have for the listener today? Write down three things you're grateful for. And then challenge yourself to do it again tomorrow. Hmm. Do it. It works. I can tell you right now, it has worked a lot for me. It's worked yeah. unbelievably well for me. And uh, yeah, it's a great first step for people to mm-hmm. remind. I mean, it's, it's a good challenge that you can do easily daily. Jordan, absolute pleasure. My friend, I can't like the fact that it's already been 70 minutes blows my mind because I, I feel like we like we just the flow is just in just in the moment. But 
so much respect for you, brother. Um, just seeing your growth. And as I'm like, seriously, as I was reading this, like I still got the second half that I got to get through. But as I'm reading this, I was just like, I knew you were going to put out a great piece of work. And it was even when I, when, when we did the first podcast, you had gifted me the book. You're actually truthfully. And I, it's just light bulb moment, but like, you're the reason I even got back into writing or excuse me, not writing reading was the compound effect that completely changed the direction of like my reading career. Like I wouldn't have the 40 books on my shelf if it wasn't for you. So I, I appreciate you gifting me that book, but it was interesting with, with your first book, I got it. And then it just like was there and I just like forgot about it. And then it was like six months after we had met that I was, I was like ready to read a new book. And I was like, Oh, I already have a book. Like let's just read Jordan's book. And it was incredible. But to read the book now, like your second piece, you are phenomenal, dude. Like wow, thank the you. writing is extremely well. To me, you're just dialed in. Like you went into this with a vision. I'm sure there was a lot of re-edits, but like it's very thoughtful. It is truthfully the book that I would have needed and looked for when I was graduating college and didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life that was kind of looking for permission to chase the thing that I really wanted to do, but to read it and to see like your growth, man, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. And, uh, appreciate you taking the time. And I think this is going to be a really good podcast for people that are listening today that even if they're already on the right path, this is going to add more fuel to the fire. But if they're not doing the thing they really want to do, I think this is going to be the moment, uh, that could be that like push to go into the uncomfort to get into this, this life that they've always dreamed of. And, uh, just really, really good conversation with you today, man. Thank you, man. I, re- I really appreciate, appreciate all the things that you said about the book. It, uh, it means a lot. It really does. Dude, I'm honored. I, I'm the first person outside the, uh, outside the fam to get a first read. Let's go. Dude, I gotta hook you up. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, me and Jordan got a favor to ask for you. Two favors. First off, if you enjoy this podcast, please, 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 Screenshot this episode, post it to your IG story, tag Jordan. He is at Jordan Tarver, J-O-R-D-A-N-T-A-R-V-E-R. Tag me at Bob A. That's B-O, three B's, four A's and a Y. Share out the podcast on your IG story and let us know what you enjoyed about this episode. What was the takeaway? What did you learn? Let us know. But the second part is you got to go cop the book. Where's the best place to get the book? JordanTarver.com slash Y D T S. Beautiful. The I'm first make- letters of the, of the book title. Amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, you deserve this shit. You deserve to read this book. So go get it today. I will have the link in the description below. You can also check out, I believe he's been posting content on a specific Instagram for the book, which is at you deserve this shit. Go check it out. Give this man a follow and read the damn book. Jordan Tarver. Thank you for taking the time today, man. It has been an absolute honor. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Love thanks talking for, to you. Oh, we got chapter three coming soon enough, my friend. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. It's the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya!